What's happening, my Jack family? Coach Scott here, jackedat40.com and shreddedat40.com. Welcome to another episode of Jacked at 40 podcast. Today, we're going to talk about reverse dieting. Thanks to a great question from my man, Kevin, over on one of my recent YouTube videos where he asked if I approach reverse dieting any different for clients who are bodybuilders, competitive bodybuilders, just stepped off the stage, so they are stage shredded, compared to my other clients who are just going through a normal, typical body transformation where they finish off with a nice, lean beach body. My answer is that I don't take a reverse dieting approach with any of my clients. I try to get my clients up to maintenance level calories as fast as possible. I'm going to explain how I go about that process in a moment. But the big reason I don't have my clients reverse diet is because there's no proven benefits to doing so. And if anything, it does more harm than good. And some recent research has backed that up. And what I often see is like the biggest reason reverse dieting isn't good is that it just delays how long it takes you to feel normal again and kind of eliminate some of those negative side effects that can occur when you're getting down to really lean levels. And that is especially the case for the competitive bodybuilders who lose their libido, they are tired all the time, they're cold all the time. Um, yeah, they're just feeling lethargic. They're just not feeling themselves. So. Why delay that process by only bumping up your calories 50 or 100 calories a week, taking weeks and weeks, sometimes months, in order to kind of regain your libido back, regain your life back, and what is the purpose of that? There's no benefit to delaying it. You're just prolonging this pain, this agony, and you're actually basically still dieting. When you're reverse dieting, if you bump up your calories, even if you're bumping up 100 a week, you're still in a calorie deficit. You're still losing weight when you already finished. You already got as lean as you wanted to get. Why do you want to continue losing weight at that point and still experiencing some of the downsides that occur when you are dieting? And then there's the psychological benefits, that, uh, sorry, the psychological disadvantages that I see with some of my colleagues, especially the competitive bodybuilders who kind of embraced this reverse dieting approach a couple years ago when it became popular is that they become more and more food obsessed and more and more fat phobic. They're terrified to gain any fat. So they're like bumping up 50 calories at a time. I don't want to get fat. I don't want to get fat. Yeah, they're talking about how much their libido is in the tank. They have no sex drive at all. They have no drive to do anything in life. They're just tired. They're just thinking about food all the time, but they're paranoid. If they eat more, if they bump up too fast, they're going to increase the fat cells that are in their body and they're just going to gain weight. It's going to make it tougher for them to lose weight if they ever try to go through another cutting phase down the road. So they're just not only are you not experiencing any benefit from slowing down that process physically, you're causing more physical harm and you're causing more mental and emotional harm as well. Getting right up to maintenance level calories is going to allow you to, it's gonna get your energy levels back up again. It's gonna help restore your hormone levels. It's going to help restore your energy, your zest for life. It's just going to increase your strength again. It's just gonna fuel your life. You're gonna be providing your body with an adequate amount of fuel to live your life to the fullest rather than just dragging on that process for no good reason. So what I like to do with my clients after they achieve their fat loss goal is, Again, like I said, try to get them up to maintenance level calories. Now, how do you know what your maintenance level calories are? It's not the same as when you began the cutting phase because now you're a smaller version of yourself. Your, your metabolism has slowed down. It hasn't slowed down necessarily because of dieting. It's slowed down because you weigh less. The more you weigh, the more your body's gonna burn 
just moving around through everyday life to carry your body around is going to burn more calories because you weigh more. So a good kind of rule of thumb that I like to go by is say you lost 10 pounds. For every 10 pounds you lost during that cutting phase, I would say your maintenance level calories is about 100 less than it was at the beginning of uh, your cutting phase. So if your maintenance level calories when you started this diet was 3,000 and you've lost 20 pounds, your maintenance level calories right now is right around 2,800. Now you can run a calculation. I'll include a link down below to the calorie calculator on my website, which will probably give you a really close estimate to what I just said there. For every 10 pounds that you lose during a cutting phase, your maintenance level calories dropped about 100 from what you were at the beginning of that cutting phase. So that's just going to give you a target to aim for in the beginning, yes, Initially, you are going to see a jump in the scale. That is not fat in the beginning. You're just, if you're bumping up your calories, 500, 800 calories from what you were at in the calorie deficit, that's extra food volume in your system. That's likely more carbs in your body, which is going to cause you to hold on to a bit more water. And it's all good. You want those core, uh, carbs in you. You want that glycogen stores in your muscle. You want more water in you to fill you out. It's not gaining fat, it's gaining weight. So that initial week, you're gonna see a jump in weight, but then if it is your maintenance level calories, your weight should be plateauing after that. So you wanna kinda of stick with that for two, three, even four weeks to really see if bumping it up to that estimated maintenance level calories is what's going to be required for you to maintain your body weight. If you get there after that first week and you find that like after that initial weight gain, that weeks two, three, and four, your weight is starting to go down just a tiny bit, chances are you aren't eating enough. You're not quite at your maintenance level calories. And this is where you get to that point where you start bumping it up just a little at a time, adding 50 calories, maybe 100 calories at the most at this point, because you know you're really, really close to your maintenance level calories, and here we're just trying to play around to get it to it. You're not going from a 700 calorie deficit and bumping it up 50 calories, so now you're in a 650 calorie deficit. That's just gonna take forever to get back up to maintenance, just really, really going to delay this process of getting you to feel your best. So you wanna get up as close to maintenance as possible, so it's best to kinda of just barely undershoot maintenance, um, and then start to, to bump it up a little bit at a time to find it. Now, if after that first week, uh, where you experience that initial weight gain, you find that weeks two, three, and four, your weight is going up a little bit, chances are it's a little bit higher than your maintenance level calories. And this is where you're going to reduce it by maybe 50 calories at a time. Again, just to try your find your true maintenance level calories, and then decide on what your goal is from there. If it is building muscle at a time, you want to be in a gentle surplus and you would want to bump your calories up maybe 60 to 100 calories to see how your body responds to that and take a nice slow and steady approach to building muscle from that point while staying lean in the process and just reducing the amount of time that you need to spend in a calorie deficit throughout the year. I'm pretty sure this whole reverse dieting approach came about because of competitive bodybuilders and what you typically see out there, they just really deprive themselves. They bland and boring foods, calorie deficits for extended periods of time, they 
just look like death on contest day. As soon as the contest is over, boom, they pig out and they just can't control themselves because they've just been in this deprivation mode for so long and, and depriving themselves of all their favorite treats. Now they just can't get enough of it. They're shoveling it down and they end up just gaining weight rapidly and that is not healthy at all. So I thought, well, rather than go from this deprivation to pigging out and eating in great excess, let's take this ridiculously slow and steady approach to bump those calories up so you avoid that binge thing. And that just, there's just no evidence that taking a slow and steady approach is going to avoid that binge. Again, you're probably gonna make it even more likely that you're going to binge because now you're just extending that diet even more. Even though you're just giving yourself a tiny bit more calories, you're extending the diet even more so you're still focused on food. Oh my God, I can't wait till I get my treats. I can't wait till I get my treats. Whereas if you just bump your calories up, 500, 600, depending on how your deficit is and get you closer to your maintenance level calories, you're gonna feel good right away. And you know you're setting your target. Instead of setting that target of just bumping up 50 to 100 and sticking with that, bump it up 500, 600, stick to that and just avoid those temptations of eating in excess. You know that just let's find your maintenance first and then start really building up from, from there. So again, I think that's the biggest reason why you see that approach and I think that reverse dieting approach was more of an extreme that just wasn't necessary to kind of overcome what you see typically happen with competitive bodybuilders. So those are my thoughts on reverse dieting. I would love to hear your experiences. If you have tried reverse dieting in the past, what are your thoughts, what are your insights? Share your feedback in a comment down below. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Again, thank you, Kevin, so much for the question. I hope that answered your question. I hope others benefited from my response to, to your question as well. If anyone else has questions, please drop them down in the comment section below. I'd love to address them in upcoming videos. Now, again, Kevin, I think you had some extended uh, questions beyond um, this topic of reverse dieting. Uh, so I'll get to those in, in upcoming videos as well. But I really, really appreciate it. Re appreciate all comments, all questions as well, because they do uh, give us some great topics to cover in these videos. And chances are, if you have a question, there's a lot of our fellow men over 40 who have the similar questions as well. So it's just great to, to get these discussions going. But I would love to hear about your experiences, your thoughts, your insights as well. So drop the comment down below. If you know a fellow bro who would benefit from listening to today's podcast, please do me a favor and share it with them. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please do me a favor and smash that thumbs up button. I'd really, really appreciate it. Before you go, don't forget to download your free guide, Shredded After 40. Have yourself an amazing day. Catch you next podcast.